Welcome to the Creating Salon Success Podcast, where you will find educational and inspiring interviews to help you create your dream salon. And here's your beauty salon, systemization expert, spa owner, and entrepreneur, Louisa Ashforth. Hi, I'm Louisa Camelli, Training Academy Creating Salon Success. I'm here today with Emma, and she's going to tell us a little bit about what it is that she does. So thanks for joining us today, Emma. Hi, as you said, I'm Emma Deschew, and um, I inspire others to achieve results. Um, and that's from um, the learning development that I do, mainly in the management and leadership space. So I um, deliver workshops, programs, um, coaching as well. Um, and like I say, mainly with management and leadership, but we also deliver customer experience training. Sounds brilliant. I'm sure a lot of uh, my listeners will be interested in that, because obviously from a salon point, you customer experience is really really important so before we start i'm just asking some quick fire questions just to get to know you a little bit more if that's all right what book are you reading right now whether it's a personal development or just a fiction what book are you reading at the moment i'm actually reading a manuscript for um an old colleague who's looking to um, launch his book in january wow so um yeah so that's just with the publishers at the moment so I'm, i'm reading through the manuscript and it's really interesting actually it's for people that are feeling a bit stuck right now whether that's in their career or life in general and um, it takes you through a model so there's lots of exercises in there that help you to become unstuck and find out what it is that you really want in life and I, and I think that's really important that's, how appropriate is that especially like right now with everything going off like you say that sounds really interesting oh you'll have to let me know when that comes out I will do and then also I'm reading that but I'm also at the moment I've got a journal on the go called five minutes in the morning um, and it's just a journal that you just pick up and as it says on the tin you just pick it up for five minutes in the morning there's different exercises different questions that it asks you i don't think we take enough time to just sit back even if it is just five minutes every morning and just reflect about things so really enjoying spending a bit of time scrabbing a coffee and doing that at the moment that sounds perfect i am always going on there in my facebook group for salon owners about morning routines and how important it is whether it's five minutes just you time just reflecting like you say that's brilliant or whether it's 10 minutes exercise just something just to take some time out so they start the day just for you and I, I love that again I'm after, I love doing these apps because I'm trying to help myself as well okay so who inspires you so when people ask me this question I always go back to the very first person that inspired me um, and that was Anita Roddick okay. so um, back in the day and I, I was really into the body shack way back probably 15 16 years ago when it first started and um, just by reading her story and just how she started the body shop just really inspired me and and I think just from there it's just it's kind of grown that any story that you can read where somebody has overcome adversity kept going despite setback it's those kind of people that really uh, really inspire me and, and one of the things I always say to people about Anita Roddick and the body shop is that not many people know is the colour green from the body shop you just automatically think it's because of the environment and the, the value um, that they stand for but actually it's because the first shop that she had in Brighton was so dingy and they the had mold on the walls it was the only find <laughs> to cover the the, the paint the color wow. paint the walls and so you know and you, you think back to her first shop and you know what the body shop has become um, and I think after that it was very much you know being a woman it was women in business uh, I say women in business but at, at the moment Simon Sinek is really um, inspiring me everything he says in his because he's, he's very 
very well known in the leadership world and everything he talks about it's like he's a male version of the things that I say um so I'm just really you can just really align to some of the things that he says yeah. well um so love all his books and 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 love what he's what he's all about so yeah Simon Sinek for me right yeah. now. it is so good when you read something or speak to someone who kind of you almost thinking they're reading your mind you know as in like talking on your behalf so I like it when you sort of like pick up something like that and uh, Anita Roddick yeah it is it's weird how popular the body shop has become just recently isn't it I don't know about you but I've been added to every group going it's funny then to hear somebody who actually did it 15 years ago people think it's so new yeah. they don't realize like how long ago it started I used to do Virgin V sort of like back in the day oh yeah, it just yeah. Came out. Uh, obviously that doesn't even exist anymore but it's a hard slog doing that though isn't it um but it, I think it sets you off into a good fact that you're inspiring others doing leadership and training I think it's amazing how the things that you learn doing those kind of jobs it helps you as a person doesn't it to what you're doing now yeah absolutely and um you know I used to do that on top of a nine-to-five job and I then had a team of 10 people you know unfortunately I had to stop doing it because he was just taking over and, and I had to you know, the nine-to-five job was paying the bills at the time and yeah. uh, so I had to stop doing that but it actually took me into my next role which was an area sales manager for Avon Cosmetics so that, oh, was, wow. that was a full-time role it's funny where things lead isn't it how you do one thing as a bit of a hobby or something and then it kind of takes you on to the next step I always think that everything comes back to that saying don't everything happens for a reason and I, I do I really believe that okay so well this is probably probably quite relatable to body shop then um what skincare product could you not live without okay so um I'd probably say at the moment skincare is becoming more and more important um but I'd probably say at the moment I'm really enjoying the facialist uh, super facialist oil okay. so I just love how you just put it because first of all I was a bit I'm, I'm not really I don't really like oily things and because you can put it on your eyes as well and I, I was like I don't know how I feel about it but it just melts your makeup away and then I just love putting the, a hot flannel it smells gorgeous so it was recommended by a friend and yeah I'm really into that at the moment yeah it's quite interesting that because um, I do my own skincare and I'm looking at just doing an oil based cleanser and like researching into it like you instantly think if you've got oily skin or if you put oil on it's going to make you have oily skin and it just doesn't at all does it so it's, oh. it is really clever how it works mm. um, and it does make your skin feel so nice as well I'm, absolutely I'm in the midst of that one so obviously we've been through lockdown and um who knows what we're doing right now but it feels like we're in and out of something and it's still continuing and we'll do for some time but have you become obsessed with anything during lockdown i ask this question and people sometimes go what do you mean for example i became a bit obsessed with this eggs and ham and i've like in a you know like you can put them in a cupcake thing and i've put the ham in and then put the egg in and put some cheese on top i don't know why i just put it on facebook one day i'm not really one to put my food on but it became like a bit of a thing so everyone was showing me their variations so it became a bit of an obsession and it still carried on i still love my eggs and ham <laughs> so is there any foods or anything like exercise anything that you've become obsessed with during lockdown first of all i love the sound of that i've just started slimming world so uh, oh. ham eggs i can have with a little bit of cheese so i might try that yeah do people have chili on and paprika and oh gosh all sorts so yeah try your own let me know <laughs> yeah i will do 
definitely giving that a go. In terms of being obsessed with, I'd say it's not necessarily a food. I mean, I've, been, I've definitely been getting into my walking more. I've done 17 miles this week so wow. far, and uh, I'll probably go out for another one today. But um, probably say the biggest thing, randomly enough, is um, watching a place in the sun. Oh yeah, I love that. <laughs> Aside from all the other Netflix things that I've watched, but that is was where they're moving to France. So when it comes up with Spain, Greece, where we're like, oh, delete that, and we want to watch the ones from France. So you might have guessed with the surname, I am half French. So anything like that and moving to France. Um, and actually, it's something that throughout lockdown, you know, I think a lot of different people are obviously finding different ways of working. And um, with my business going very virtual throughout lockdown, we've kind of said, well, we could both work for, because, it, because my partner works with me in the business. So we said, we, you know, we could run this business from anywhere. So it's yeah. actually started getting us thinking and talking about moving to France someday. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, so that's what I'd say uh, sticks out when you ask me what, what I've become obsessed with. Sounds good. Um, I do know exactly what you mean, by the way, because uh, um, my hubby's not that bothered about placing the sun, but I sometimes just yeah, I do get him to watch it or I'll be watching it and he'll be there. And uh, we're exactly the same, but with Spain. So I really want to move to Spain or get an apartment. And if it's if it's France or, or any of the others, we're like, oh, well, sometimes, he likes France. So sometimes we do watch the France ones. Other times we'll just delete if it's Italy or something. Like, no, I'm not bothered. Just delete. That amusing to hear it from another side. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else does the same. I like that. But they're really inspiring programmes, aren't they? So it does make you start to think, actually, this could be a reality. I could do this if I wanted and you know like lockdown has been a horrible time but I think it's been brilliant for people like yourself who you said like you've gone virtual and um, obviously you're going to tell us a bit more about that soon but just the fact that now you can work from anywhere so in a weird way as horrible as it's been it's almost given you a different outlook on life isn't it I think yeah absolutely and, and I think that time was coming slowly but I think this has just um, fed it up a bit but yeah you know it is you it does make you think differently about ways of working you know some of the properties that are out there and they're just in the countryside and there's lots of land around oh, you yeah. and I think you know sometimes you do feel like you want to get away from what's going on right now and when you see those programs you just say I would feel like I was getting away from it if I yeah it gives problem. you that sense of escapism a bit doesn't it my husband he's gone from working in a busy office to uh, working at home and it's all right for so long but then after a time you get that four wall syndrome don't you and there's only so much you can speak to someone on the phone and and when you're not out and about in your job it's hard whereas if you live somewhere like these those that you see with the country you feel like you could just escape in your own garden or orchard or something yeah <laughs> absolutely and I mean I, I've been working remotely now for about 10 years so you know that side of it and that I, I get that I've overcome that kind of four walls thing not so much as as intense as it has been over the last eight yeah. months um but um yeah it is something that you know and a lot of the sessions I've been delivering recently have been supporting people with that because I've got into those routines of working from home and you know I, I appreciate what people are going through now which I kind of went through all those years ago. It's good that you can relate to that though isn't it and stood you in good stead for like what we're going through now and who would have thought this was gonna happen really. I am a people person but through lockdown I've realised how much I actually have loved taking some time away from 
the salon a bit more, even though I know I shouldn't say that out loud, but love my clients, everything's brilliant, I'm so grateful for having such a um, you know a thriving business. But I think it was good for me in a way to, to sort of experience and almost try and develop a different side to the business. Doing the Zoom podcasts and, and stuff like that, whereas normally I'd always be trying to do it in person, so I'd travel all over. So I, for me, it's been, it's been good in a way. And I think a lot of people can relate to that or have got to find that kind of feeling and obviously you're helping them do that. Obviously you've uh, told us bits and pieces just during us chatting. Um, I mentioned earlier that I, I worked for Avon, an area sales manager, and really it was in my next role after that. So I moved to um, Phones for You and started working for them for seven years. Yeah. And um, if you can remember, the yeah. uh, Phones for You doesn't exist anymore. No. But um, so I, I worked for them for seven years right the way up until we closed our doors. So um, I started off as a sales trainer. Uh, we had an academy in, in Birmingham and um, absolutely loved it and just fell in love with training and um, just really get a satisfaction from being able to help people to learn, to achieve goals, to, you know, be the be be their best selves. Um, just really got a passion for that. Um, so then I moved into the management development team there and and that's how I got into the leadership development side of things. Leaving Phones for You, uh, worked for another a, a number of other companies, and um, and then I, I was in a role where I was a learning development manager for a business that had fifty five thousand employees, and I was we were working through a period where I was working from home for five days a week, and so I wasn't getting out, I wasn't delivering any training. Um, I really had to do some soul searching because I felt like I was maybe falling out of love with because I just wasn't. For me, I know when I'm not motivated and I know when it's time to move on when it feels like a chore to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. And that's kind of my signal to think something's got to change here. And um, I just, like I say, did some soul search. I thought, no, it's not learning development I've fallen out of love with. It's just the fact that the bits of learning development that I'm passionate about and that I get my job satisfaction from, I'm not doing right now. So I thought, okay, I've got probably two avenues. I either move to a smaller business where I feel like I am making an impact. And so I decided to set up my own business and take the leap of faith. Yeah, well done. <laughs> and hand, hand in the company car and the salary and you know, yeah, it, it did feel like a big risk at the time but it, I've always had in the back of my mind, well, do you know what, A, I'm going to regret it if I don't do it and I felt at that point it was a now or never scenario. B, I just kept saying, if it doesn't work out, it's 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 just one of them but I, will, I knew that I would regret it if I didn't give it a go so that was, um, yeah, yeah, back in 2018, um, I decided to set the business up. And you've, you've obviously, have, I'm going to share some of your slides, if you don't mind, that you sent me uh, with some of uh, my followers so they can see your timeline of all the things that you've achieved along the way. And obviously you've done amazing. But one thing that really stood out for me, there was plenty, but I just noticed you've got 12,000 followers on LinkedIn. And in two years, I think that is really, really good going. Because I was really, really active on Twitter back in when Twitter was really, I still with Twitter but and I've only got 5,000 followers and I thought I've done amazing Facebook I'm still you know on the 1,000 and whatever still trying to get past that 2,000 marks so what did you do to get 12,000 followers and tell us a little bit about how you benefit from LinkedIn because it's a it is something that I'm always thinking I should do more LinkedIn and just recently it keeps coming to me in different ways and this is another one and I keep thinking that the universe is delivering me LinkedIn and need to get on it more tell us a bit more about that and inspire me to go on it and use it and 
some of the people our followers. Uh, well, I think first of all, I've been in, on LinkedIn for a long time, and I was yeah. one of those people that even when I was working in the corporate world, when people were, I think people used to see LinkedIn as uh, if you're working and you're on there, it means you're looking for another job. People used to see LinkedIn as that, and I always used to, you know disagree with that and because in my career as a learning development professional the people that I followed you know that's a lot of my learning came from reading articles on there following people that were doing the similar yeah. role to me and really building that network and so what I would say to people is if you are still working for an organization but you are thinking of even if it's in you know three five as part of your three five year plan to set up a business there's no you can't start soon enough by building up an audience so building more of an organic audience and you, you you know that's that's one of the reasons and that's how 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 I've come to get that many um I say it, it's definitely increased more oh since I've had the business but I definitely had a good kind of following or connections before that so big thing I always say is you can't start soon enough to build that uh, build that audience but then the other thing is it's just about I've done a lot of work around finding out who my ideal client is and it's about once you've for them and you know what job they do what car they drive and you know you, you when you do your ideal client work you say okay where do these people hang out on social media for me it's linkedin because i deliver the training that i deliver to at corporate to businesses so um, I don't get me wrong I'm on Facebook I'm on Instagram I'm on Twitter a little bit I don't use it as much I focus where my clients are um, so it's about then once you've realized that putting going all in and putting the effort into that particular platform and getting to know it inside and out and I think for me a lot of people start businesses because it's either a hobby it's something they really enjoy or it's something that they're really good at in business that they work for now so they think like myself I'm going to do it as a business um, and I think what we tend to forget is that the, the, the job in the corporate world and set up your business you're not just there for that thing that you're good at you're now the head of every department that you imagine in a large organization you know I've done a lot of learning not just I you know learning development I've been doing that for 15 years that's what I, you know and I'm an expert in leadership development however at the time I wasn't an expert in running a business so it was very much you learn in social media media it's about learning all those elements and for me social media is such a big especially now when we're working in this virtual world it's about just really putting the investment in time in to learning about the right platform where your ideal clients are and then it's just about being consistent being visible because if you're not using the platform and you're not consistent with your posts you exist um so for me it's about connecting with the right people but then i just produce i say good content i don't want to sound big-headed i know <laughs> could be better but it's about producing the content then and you will be front of mind for people when they are ready so I don't in mail I'm not one of those annoying people that connects with you and then two minutes later you're getting a message you know a sales message from me um I just connect with people and then produce quite a, a bright uh brand and, and and that's what I do really with with LinkedIn and last week I was very proud to be connect be contacted um to be one of the first people to get LinkedIn stories because that 
that's launched this week. Oh, wow, that's exciting. Yeah, because it's taken me a while to get with the story thing. And I've just started to get into the routine of the Instagram and now Facebook and then LinkedIn are doing it. But that's so exciting that you get to trial it. Yeah, well, I, so it's, it's actually been rolling out to people this week. So this, I think wow. there's people that haven't got it. So I, I was one of the first on Tuesday and it, it's just been really good to kind of trial it. And then I'm, I'm giving them some feedback on what my kind of user experience is like so they can tweak it because you know Instagram and where Instagram has got to with it but it'll it'll get there really another great way to showcase what you do in your business and so a lot of people that are on it this week are kind of showing you know this is what I'm doing today and it's yeah. like a, you really get a day in the life of what what people are doing which is good so yeah sounds good so would you say to anybody listening then because I do think with it when it comes to beauty we are sort of like focusing on the customer really and I do think that possibly Facebook and Instagram are our platforms I, I'm a bit like you I'm always like consistency is key and people are always like what do I put I give out a free content calendar every month to I have a membership group and I have I give out a content calendar in that so they've got some ideas and inspiration what things do you think that people could share on you know like would you say to share other people's articles or write their own blogs or just put pictures on or is it just a case of just keeping consistent and getting getting in front of your like you say your target customer I think it's it's keeping it varied hosting a mixture of things uh, one thing I don't take time to it's always at the bottom of the to-do list is blogs and articles and um, so I don't do that very well I could I definitely could do better thing all the time and it's just about playing around with the algorithm and seeing what works for you and what works for your customers and your ideal client at the end of the day but I think video it stands out it, anything that will you've got to think about something that's going to stop people in their scroll because people are that the, the more people are connected to got all this information yeah. coming out at you every day and if they're just taking five minutes to scroll through something it's something that's going to make that's why uh, you know one of the reasons why my brand very bright and vibrant so that it does kind of stand out and I think also especially with the story side and this is it this is and this is just kind of a little, a little tip really with any um, platform with stories is on my profile picture I will have a different colored ring around my profile picture yeah. I've actually got the three colors of my my the three colors in my brand but if you've got a particular brand behind you right now actually go into Canva put your profile picture in there and put a, the colored circle of your brand around you okay because when people can then see stories across the top so story stands out anyway now because it's right at the top of everyone's yeah. feet but you've also got all this long list of everybody that that's posted but when you then post something it stands out more and I know when, when before I did this they got some sort of special super user um, you know on Instagram or what, what have you oh, okay. all they've done is put a colour around their profile and so it just really mm -hmm. makes you stand out on yeah. story because you can see this cut this you know and if it's a bright colour then even better oh that's quite interesting so oh I like that top tip that was just going to be what I, um, I was going to say so I was just sort of going to finish off and just say have you got any top tips that you would leave uh, our listeners with so we've already had a on there. What tip could you leave us with just to either get by mentally or try and increase business? But I think um, it's about getting creative, thinking differently. I really admire some of the businesses that I've seen throughout lockdown that it's just really inspiring.
inspiring uh, to see how creative people have been about doing different things, especially in the virtual world. And, you know, when it comes to beauty, I think the first thing that springs to my mind in um, the way that I've looked at beauty differently is about, well, I'm, I'm on, whether it's Zoom or Teams calls, pretty much all day doing what I do. And I know a lot of people, other people are. So it's like, how do I look on, on calls? And I've got this great product, like a lip lid enhancer. And I, that's another thing I couldn't live without right now. <laughs> so that's become more important to me from a beauty side of things. So it's still, you know, even though you can't physically get to the client at some point, it's, well, how can I do that in other ways? And how can I do that virtually? You know, I, I think so it's about just thinking differently. You know, it's don't, don't hide away, don't shy away. Just think about how you can still be visible for your client. And another thing I've put here and something I've always been really passionate about is don't lose focus on your journey and what you're doing in your business by keeping your eye on the competition. I think there's so many people that, you know, you are on your own journey in your business. I see a lot of people that are like, oh, well, such and such is doing that. And it just, and they feel disheartened because they're like, well, they've got to that, you know, oh, I'm so far away from that or they're doing that. Why didn't I think of that? If you are, if you spend too much time focusing on the competition, you lose sight of what it is that you need to do. And so I've always been very much, you know, I, I, I was interviewed last year and um, for um, the Eva's Awards. And one of the questions they asked me on petition, and my answer to that was, well, you know, I know there's other training companies out there that do what I do. But as far as I'm concerned, I haven't got competition because there's enough out there for everyone. It's about me not keeping my eye on that. It's about focusing on what I do. By doing that, you know, I'm just, I'm more focused. I'm, and I'm, I'm putting my energy and pouring my energy into what I can control. I absolutely love that and can completely relate. I literally had that conversation with someone the other day. When it comes to my salon, I'm 100% focused and I don't even consider, not being massive, I don't even consider the competition because I just think we do what we do and we're good at what we do. So that is probably explains why it's doing so well even now. And uh, then because I've got other avenues for my business, it, you sort of fall in sometimes when things are not going quite where you want them to go and you think, well, what am I doing wrong? And, and you're probably not doing anything wrong you've probably just like you said lost a bit focus and other people on Facebook on LinkedIn they'll come into your world and they'll sort of, you'll see things popping up you think I'm not doing that so I've got to do that I'm not doing that so I've got to do that and before you know it, you've got your finger in so many different pies doing bits of everything but not doing anything very well oh, thank you yeah. so much Emma for coming on it has been so lovely to chat to you I've loved it oh, pleasure. I'm sure you have inspired so many people thank you. Yeah, so thank you so much thank you for having yeah. me thanks so much for listening I'm Louisa Ashford. I hope you have got so much value from this podcast. As always, thank you so much to our guests for coming on. Now, if you haven't already, please subscribe to my Podbean channel. And also don't forget to take a look at my YouTube channel so you can see all of these exciting videos. There is also the membership site, louisaashford.co.uk. And of course, the free Facebook group where there is loads of educational material creating talent success. Thanks so much.